Isn't the rain just lovely when you have to be out in it all, the, all day? It's awful. Well, we are in a series right now, and I'm wondering, for those of you who know what series we're in, are you loving it? Do you get it? Julie got it. What's the series about? Love, love, is, and then whatever. So we've, just to review, we've talked about love is. If you know something, shout it out. Patient. Craig taught on that. Julie taught on love is kind. Vivian taught on loving yourself so that you can love others like yourself. Um, I've taught on love believes all things. And this series we're in is really for Christ followers. This whole series on how to love is for people who say, I am identifying with Jesus. I'm following Jesus. I want to love him. I want to live for him. I want to please him with my life. So what does he say is the most important thing in everything, really? Is it's all about love. The cross is about love. Our relationship with him and others is about love. The greatest commandment in the world is love the Lord your God with all your strength, heart, soul, and mind. So it's all about love. And I cannot get over how much... We need this series. We, we just do. We're in a difficult place, and we definitely need to talk about love. And it's so hard to tell us to love how Jesus wants us to love. But it's what he's all about. The last couple times that I've taught, I've actually said, I think this is probably the most important thing about love. And then I realized today, I feel the same way about today's topic. So I think it's just all important. I do think today is really important. Um, today we're going to talk about honor. And the dictionary devi- defines honor as this, to regard with great respect. The Bible refers to it as to value or to esteem, to hold in great respect. We recognize the other person as someone created in God's image. There's not a human being on this planet who's not created in God's image. Would you agree? And whom God loves enough to die for. If God, God, creator of everything, thought we were worthy enough or worth it enough to die for, How do we think of each other? How are we to regard one another? In our modern society, we don't really use the word honor very much. Do you think we do? I don't feel like that's a word you almost ever even hear. And I certainly don't feel like we value honor in in our modern culture. It doesn't mean too much to us. In fact, I think we care more about honoring ourselves than one another. We're such a self-centered culture, a me culture. But we are to honor one another as Christ followers. We are different than the world. We, as people of God, have no other choice. It's the operating system in the kingdom of God. Do you guys remember we did a series on the Sermon on the Mount? And what, what is the Sermon on the Mount about? Jesus is telling us about what? The kingdom of God. And it doesn't look like our culture, does it? It's flipped upside down. It looks like honor 
Honor is everywhere in the kingdom of God. We, communitas, are called to be a haven of honor in a culture of disrespect. Think it's going to be easy? No. No. (laughs) And as Christ followers, and I hate to break it to you, but as Christ followers, we're not only to respect our brothers and sisters in Christ, we have to we have to honor everyone. First um, Peter two seventeen says, "Respect everyone, and love your Christian brothers and sisters." We aren't off the hook just because someone isn't another Christ follower. We have no other option. We have to give value to everyone. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 5 says, Love does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And 1 Corinthians 13, is re- it's like the love chapter. People use it a lot in weddings. And what is our series about? Love. Love does not dishonor others. It's spelled out for us. There's no way to get around it. I'm basing this message on Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 9 and and 10, and I I love the way two versions word it. So we're going to read the New Living Translation first, and it says, don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Take delight in it. Wow. And then ESV version says it this way. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another. It's like it's a competition of who can love the person better than the next person, of who can honor that person better than the next person. Outdo one another in showing honor. Wow. Goes against everything in our being, doesn't it, if you're honest? You think about the person, even since a lot of you guys stay here at the shelter, think about the person next to you. Have they ever bugged the crap out of you, or have you ever just wanted to shake them? I mean, be honest, right? That is, it's a struggle, And now you've got Jesus saying, oh no, I want you to outdo each other in honoring everybody. What? I remember when Julie taught on kindness a while ago. She gave a great message on how we are called to be kind and how kindness is an action, not an attitude. So she gives this great message. And after the service, I'm up here and a woman who stays here at the shelter came up to talk to me. She's not here today. And she said... "Um, so I, she starts telling me about this woman also staying in the shelter who was treating her really poorly, and she was. And she starts telling me what she's going to say to her. And so I'm going to, and she's, and, you know, and she's telling me, and I, I just stood and listened, and I said, yeah, or you could just be kind. And she said, yeah, right, and walked away. So... So guys, let me just ask, are you guys listening to these messages? Are they getting through it all? Are they penetrating your heart? Because you know what? I know you guys are in tough places. There's no question. You're worried about where you're going to sleep sometimes or where you're going to eat something decent or 
uh, if I'm going to get a job tomorrow, if I'm going to get that job, which you are um, very soon, <laughs> or whatever. I, I know that. But these verses don't say, oh, do one another, unless you're homeless, unless you're really struggling. No. This is, if you're a Christ follower, this is what he's calling us to do. You cannot dismiss it <clears throat> so easily as that woman did. Philippians 2.3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, and it takes humility, value others above yourself. Above yourself. Why couldn't he have just said, you know, make them feel a little good. Make them feel better. No, above yourself. Stink. <laughs> That's a lot. It's not easy, right? Just a piece of cake. Oh, just honor everybody about myself, piece of cake. I don't know about you, but in my life, I come above everybody way too much of the time. And it is very easy, very natural. But I'm to honor others above me. So let me ask you, you don't have to answer out loud, do you dishonor other people? And do you feel justified in, in dishonoring certain people? Sometimes you just feel, yeah, but this time it's okay. I certainly have to be justified this time. Maybe you don't show them contempt, but maybe you just dismiss them. You know what I'm talking about? Do you ever maybe sit, sit by someone in church? Or maybe you're standing in the food line downstairs next to someone and you will not speak to that person. You just, in fact, maybe you don't even look at them. They're not even worthy of your acknowledgement. You know what I'm talking about? You ever feel that way? Like, you just aren't as bad of a person as they are, you know? You haven't done things with your life like they've done with their life. And the truth is, you might be a way nicer person than they are. Maybe you haven't done the things in your life that they've done in their life. I think a lot of times, we're afraid that we're not going to get what we deserve or recognize for what we should be recognized for. So we feel it's our place to dishonor someone. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of a control issue. Or we're worried that they're not going to get what they deserve. They're such a bad person. So we're going to make sure they get what they deserve by dishonoring them. A lot of it goes back to control. And we tend to think people are all bad and we are all good. Be honest, how many of you do that? I mean, it's so easy, right? Somebody does something that bugs you, and all you can see is just the bad. But when we do something wrong, well, we just did that one thing wrong, but we're mostly good. We do that very easily. How can I honor this person who is a liar? And hey, you guys, you with me? Woo! Um, uh, you, you live together up in the dorm, and I know you know because you come and talk to me about it. This person is a liar. 
this person is a thief. If I had a nickel for every time somebody told me, you know, 20 bucks was stolen or something was stolen. Or, uh, uh, this person's a drug addict, or all of the above. How can I possibly honor someone like that? So how can we, as communitasians, Christ followers, honor in a way that God tells us to honor? How about in conflict? When there is conflict, what do we tend to do? We take offense immediately. And I am right there with you. When there's a conflict, boy, we tend to take offense immediately. And then what do we do? We go to the people we're close to and we gossip about that person who just offended us and what a bad person they are. And, right, we focus all on the bad and the thing they did and on and on and on. But instead, can we remember that we are in a difficult place? You guys, you might not have noticed, but this is not the Ritz-Carlton. And we're not all paid a million dollars a year, right? This is a difficult place we are in, this shelter. Can we possibly remember that there are people in here who have mental illness? That's a, that's a big deal. People in here who have, they're so broken or they weren't given the tools as in growing up years to learn how to deal with life or conflict. If we could be mindful of these things, that there are people in here who don't know Jesus from a hole in the wall. They don't have, they don't have the love of God in them. So can we be salt and light and love and honor them, value them, even in conflict, being mindful of where we are and who's here? And of course, take it out the door and down the street. I mean, when you're on the subway, when you're wherever you are, that's obviously a great thing to be mindful of. You don't know who you're dealing with. You don't know where they're coming from. Or even if you do, then be sensitive to those things. Jesus gives us the greatest example of this. You guys know what story I'm thinking of? With Judas. So Jesus had 12 disciples, right? The night he was betrayed, he knew that one of them, Judas, was going to betray him. And he got down on his knees and he washed all of the disciples' feet. So knowing that Judas would get him crucified... He chose to honor him. He chose to serve him. And part of the reason he was able to do that is because he knew who he was. Jesus knew who he, that he was God. That Judas didn't define him. He, he knew who he was and he could rise above it. And that's an example for us too to know who we are in Jesus, that other people don't define us. I think that our, so much of our behaviors, maybe our heart attitudes, are tied into 
feeling loved by God or not? Being taken care of by God? Being able to trust God? So much of what we do, because if we can live loved, we've been talking about this a lot lately, because it's just so huge. It's, it's great that you love God, but it's better if you know you are loved by God. You know, because your love, will, you will love in response if you really know you are loved. And if you're spending time with Jesus every day and you're feeling loved by him and you walk out your door knowing I am loved and you live loved, everything else flows out of that. So you will honor people who, who a normal person might not think they're worthy of honor because you are loved by God. You know who your father is. You know who you belong to. He has got you. He's got me. And if we know God loves us, then he loves everyone, right? So we can value others because we know God values others. Can we value people's story? We all have a story in here, right? You are not the only one with a story. You are not the only one with hardship in your past. Everybody's got it. So can we remember that not everyone we're dealing with is coming from the healthiest place and you bet they might offend you. They absolutely might hurt us or take from us. But can we still honor them? We have to learn to see value in each other, even if it's not very visible. That reminds me of that message I taught a while ago, and I, and I said, love believes all things. Some of that is believing for people. It's kind of the same is true with honor. Can we see things in people that they don't even see? Just, you are a creation of God, created in God's image. God loves you and died for you. That alone, I honor you. So just to be practical about some examples, what does honor look like? So just <laughs> shout out a word or a sentence. What would it look like for you to honor someone? Respect. But how would you respect them? Be super practical. Not give them, that's right. Speaking, speaking kindly or keeping your mouth shut. Um, what about just smiling at someone? Share. Let them go first. God bless you. To say God bless you. To say thank you. Compliment people. Build them up. What if somebody got credit for something you did? Now, be honest. Seriously. Because I know how I feel when that happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you're like, uh, excuse me? No, she didn't. That was my, I, right? But can, yeah, can we just say, you know what? Let them be honored. Let them be blessed. Yeah. That goes back to trust. God sees you. He's got you. It has to start somewhere. So could it start with just you? If just a few of us said that. And I want you to know 
this is going to be really hard, and I know that. I know it is, especially if you've been treated like crap your whole life. For people who've been treated like crap as a kid, their whole childhood was crap, and then they got into the world and they were just constantly... Now you're just going to go out and bless others and honor others. Yeah, that's really hard. But Jesus knows that too. Jesus knows what he's asking. In your own strength, in your own flesh, impossible. Me too, impossible. But guess what? What did he give us? The Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you are a different person. You are a new creation. And what do you, what do you, we talk about this a lot, but what do you do to make the most of that? You, you abide in Jesus. You spend time with Jesus. And what happens? He fills you and you walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. If I, if I walk in my flesh, forget about it. I've got a sharp tongue, a great mouth. I, could, I can put you right, no problem. But when I walk in the spirit, when I've spent time with Jesus and I've just been with him and he's filled me with his spirit, I'm a different person. And that's what all of us can be. You can honor others. You'd surprise yourself if you abide in Jesus. It's him honoring others through us. Nowhere else in New York City will you experience honor like this. Because in our culture, it's just not gonna happen. Could communitas, wouldn't it be amazing to come to church every Sunday and know I'm going to go to that church where I feel honored, where I get to honor, where we honor one another? Wouldn't it feel good? It would feel really good. Let it start with you. So we're going to take a few minutes to, um, to give you to yourself. I want you to think, and if nobody comes to mind, that's fine. But I want you to think if there's someone that you know, you're, you're feeling convicted right now, there's someone I've dishonored. Or maybe someone I'm dishonoring on a regular basis. And you need to make it right. You need to, maybe it's a person right here in this room. And right after our service, you need to go to that person. Or maybe it's somebody who's not here today. But the next opportunity you get, you need to go to that person and ask them for forgiveness. Or just tell them, I have dishonored you, and starting now, I'm going to honor you. And they might think you're crazy. You know, they might sound like they might say, oh, thank you so much. I don't know what their reaction will be, but can you determine in your heart, God wants me to do this. He wants me to live like this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to abide in Jesus so that I can do it. I'm going to honor people. Jesus, I am so aware of um, who Communitas is, the needs of our people, and I know that you know better than I know, and yet you've asked us um, to do this, to love with honor, because love honors. So God, please um, Stir up the desire in our hearts to want to honor, to want to honor others above even ourselves, God. Um, draw us to abide in you, to find 
some place every day where we can go and be alone with you, sit with you, confess our sins, pour out our hearts, listen to you, just abide in you and be filled with your spirit, that your spirit would take over and grow and get stronger and stronger and our flesh would die and get smaller and smaller so that we can live in the spirit, God. I, I would just absolutely love for Communitas to be a church that's um, known for our love and that we honor each other and through your power we can. So please make that happen in Jesus' name. Amen.